scooting through the week. We are back with you here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. John Rawls, the name. And talking about the South is the game. We are glad that you have tuned us in, whether you're getting us on what they call terrestrial radio all over the Southeast, perhaps, or if you're getting us through our podcast. Always good to be out there and let you hear about the region that we call Dixie. On today's Y'all Show, we've got SEC talk coming your way in hour two. Believe it or not, I think all but three, is that the right three? All but three SEC teams are going bowling. And we're going to tell you where those teams will be heading off to, including one that, of course, is going to be in the college football playoff semifinal contest playing Oklahoma. We'll tell you about that. That should be no surprise who that team is. But the rest of those roughly dozen teams that are going to be playing in some postseason action, we will tell you where, when, how, why, all that coming up in hour two. Plus, we'll have some coaches audio. We'll actually talk. Uh, actually, we won't talk. We'll hear from more than one SEC coach, including one coach that missed out on the college football playoff. We've got some audio coming from Kirby Smart, head coach of the Georgia Dogs, in hour two, as well as some of his peers in the SEC. All that is in hour two. Plus, in hour two, we're going to take a look at books and new offerings available, even some available on audiobook. That is out a great option for Christmas, if you need to get a loved one or a friend or a foe, something, maybe a book would be a great idea for Christmas. And we'll kind of rattle off a few of the reads going on right now that people are just loving. So we'll have all that in hour two. Here in hour one today, we will wrap up this hour with a look at some of the great Southern events going on uh, in the South, uh, Christmas related events in the South that you don't want to miss out on. Southern Living Magazine came out with a listing of Christmas events around the region. And we'll tell you what some of those are at the end of this hour. And, of course, on the Y'all Show, we like to tell you the headlines and all the other goings on in the region. We'll get to that in just a moment. want to remind you that on the Y'all Show, you can call us anytime and text us at the same number, 803-816-1170. Our website is yall.com. Whatever the communication form you prefer, we would love to hear from you here on this all-Southern program. We start our headlines today with former President George H.W. Bush still on our thoughts and prayers as this 41st president of the United States had a state funeral in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. Today, there'll be a funeral in his hometown of Houston, followed by a train ride to College Station where he will have another ceremony before being buried alongside his wife and young daughter on the grounds of Texas A&M University where his presidential library now, one thing about Texas A&M, which will, of course, be the eternal home of President George H.W. Bush and Barbara and their young daughter, is years ago, it actually started in 1997, they created the Bush School of Government and Public Service there in Aggie Land. And Dr. Charles Herman, who's a professor at the school, and he served as its first director when it opened back in 97, well, he will be an honorary pallbearer at the burial service for the former president today. So that's a, a neat connection there that that legacy lives on. And yes, for generations, Texas A&M students will be able to go to the Bush School of Government and Public Service and learn about this president and all he accomplished during his time in the office 
1989-1993 and all the other feats that not only he but other members of the Bush family have performed in public service throughout nearly 100 years, going back to his father, Prescott Bush, who was a U.S. senator, to many, many other Bushes that have served the country in various capacities, and that, of course, a living legacy there at Texas A&M. Now, one thing neat, we told you how the body will leave Houston and travel on a train. I've seen a photo of this train, and it is decked out just like Air Force One, except it's a train, and it's got George Bush 41 on it, and the train's numeral there at the front of it is 4141, for Bush being president number 41 in our history. And as the train leaves Houston toward College Station, Small towns around that area are expecting thousands of people to come watch the train go by with the body of President Bush on it. So what a kind of unbelievable sight. We we know that you have to go back really to the 1960s with Robert Kennedy's body being transported across the country when he died. I know there was also a train uh, that went throughout the South when President Roosevelt's body left Georgia on the way back to Washington, D.C. Of course, Lincoln was famous for the train ride his body took back to Illinois after he was assassinated. Didn't have a train ride with JFK, but man, what a what a kind of a solemn but special day this will be for a lot of people to see that train and the body of the 41st president going through Southeast Texas. And back to Wednesday's state funeral at the cathedral there in Washington, D.C. Amazing words by his son, George W. Bush, our 43rd president. And it was neat to see, maybe not the friendliest of terms, perhaps. But hey, we don't really know what was going on. But to see all the actual living presidents all in one room, that would be going from Jimmy Carter all the way up to President Donald Trump of today, all right there as the service for President Bush was being carried out and the other scenes that we saw I mean, just to see his friend uh, Jim Baker who just was emotional during the time as the priest was talking about the final moments of President Bush's life and his old friend was rubbing his feet you know, what a amazing story and really an amazing man I, I can't discount the fact that this was a true World War II hero as many World War II veterans were but he was a hero from that and then went into service. And yes, his presidency was a one-term presidency, but he did accomplish a lot. And look, we always say good things after people leave office, first of all. And that's number one. Number two, after they die, you also say good things. But President Bush, there's no doubt, was a gentleman. You can't deny that. And I think some of that elegance came through during his time in office back in 89 to 93. Now, moving on to Mother Nature And this weekend, a large part of the South is going to have some wintry weather passing through as expect snow and a mixture of snow throughout middle and east Tennessee for sure. Expect heavy snow in western North Carolina, in southwest Virginia, eastern Kentucky. Then you're going to see ice come into play also in some of these areas. For example, Around Spartanburg, South Carolina, all into Charlotte will be icy conditions going on this weekend. And you're going to also have periods of rain that could end up being a little mix of rain and ice throughout Georgia and all the way from Birmingham north in Alabama. And as far as Tennessee, this really stretches all the way almost to Jackson, Tennessee, where you'll have some weather to be on the lookout for 
this weekend as it will start late Sunday and go into early Monday morning where most of this will happen. So keep your eye on the radars. Keep your eye on any kind of service like the National Weather Service that puts out predictions because this is certainly likely to change. But there will be some cold temps followed by cold and wintry type weather coming into many southern states over the weekend. Five teens have been indicted on lynching charges in a Virginia mob murder. That is a word we don't really use in the year 2018, lynching, but that's what they have been accused of as they murdered a man, a 24-year-old Virginian back in August. And these young folks, Terrence Therese Martin, age 18 of Manassas, Virginia, Ibelin Lopez, age 19 of Manassas, another Manassas Park resident, Jimenez Blanco, age 19, and two 17-year-old juveniles will all be tried as adults. The names of the juveniles were not immediately released, and they were indicted on multiple charges, including lynching, when in Virginia, that is defined as an any act of violence by a group of people that results in someone's death, and it carries the same penalties as second-degree murder. One of the juveniles will be charged with murder, According to the police, the teenagers went into the apartment of 24-year-old Reynaldo Araujo on August 30th at 2 a.m. with the intent to rob him. But when police arrived later, they found the man's apartment door riddled with bullet holes and the man was inside with multiple gunshot wounds and pronounced dead at the scene. But lynching in Virginia looks like that will be prosecuted by officials there. A woman in Florida, 85 years old to be exact, is fighting to keep a painting of the Virgin Mary on her mobile home. And she says, they're going to have to kill me first before it gets removed. Millie Francis says she was inspired to paint a picture of the Virgin Mary on a piece of plywood that replaced a window she wanted removed from her mobile home in Bradenton, Florida. And she's being asked to have it removed. And she says, no way at this mobile home park. The Bradenton Tropical Palms Trailer Park, to be exact. The property manager there demanded that she remove the painting, to which she responded, they'll have to kill me first. You're not going to tell this old lady what to do, Francis told the local paper. This is America. As long as I have two arms and two legs, I'm going to do it. And (laughs) don't you like that spunk coming from an 85-year-old? And she's also talking about the Virgin Mary. How dare anyone, anyone, say that she's got to remove that and she she actually did a beautiful job i'm sitting here looking at the photo of millie francis's work on the side of her trailer and it it looks beautiful it looks like something that you'd see at notre dame touchdown jesus doesn't look this good but yeah fighting for the virgin mary on her mobile home in bradenton florida how about some business news marlboro cigarettes based out of richmond virginia the company that has that is called altria And Altria is in talks about a potential takeover of a Canadian cannabis producer named Kronos as it seeks to diversify its business beyond traditional smokers. Kronos shares were up more than 6% in early trading on Tuesday on New York's NASDAQ exchange, pushing its market value to nearly $2 billion. Now, Canada recently legalized recreational use of marijuana, and the country is seen as a testing ground for marijuana companies hoping to expand globally as other countries follow suit. 
and there's no agreement about a transaction and a deal that's been reached. But, uh, hey, how about a traditional company like Altria, which is the parent company of Philip Morris USA, looking to get into a cannabis producer in Kronos in Canada. So, hey, could be a new market for them and more money. I guess cigarette sales, maybe not what they once were. And, of course, most cigarette manufacturers, if not all, tie into the South, with especially Richmond and North Carolina as well. Protesters shut down I-459 in the Birmingham area as they were protesting the recent killing there at the mall of an innocent man. And this happened in Hoover, Alabama. And they were protesting the Thanksgiving night shooting of E.J. Bradford Jr., who went there Thursday night of Thanksgiving and was shot dead by a law enforcement official. And portions of I-459, which circles around Birmingham, had to be shut down. And promising to protest every night, a caravan of dozens of vehicles arrived in mass at Walmart on Highway 150 in the Hoover area. And police officers from Hoover, Vestavia Hills, and Alabaster, as well as Jefferson County Sheriff's deputies, were at the business and flanked protesters as they chanted and marched through the store. So more and more protests going on. This is an ugly situation. I know the family there has to be reeling from this loss of this man who should not have been killed. He was brandishing a gun. That's what the police report said. And we have a man in custody who was caught in Georgia for this Thanksgiving night shooting of which allegedly the man that did the shooting did wound some people and then fled. Unfortunately, the man who had served in the military at one time, Bradford, ends up being shot in the back and dies as a result of his carrying a gun. So this is a story that is not going away, and maybe it shouldn't, but shutting down an interstate 459, which is a major thoroughfare around the Galleria in Hoover and in the Birmingham area, maybe not the best way to get out there and let your voice be heard. We finally have a winner in Georgia's Secretary of State race as Republican Brad Raffensperger won the runoff election Tuesday night to become Georgia's next Secretary of State. Raffensperger won the race over former Democratic Congressman John Barrow to become Georgia's top elections official. This was a position held by Governor-elect Brian Kemp. Kemp now will be the leader of Georgia come January. But uh, finally, a decision made there. Neither one of these guys had 50% of the vote back in early November, so they had a runoff. And Raffensperger, he pulls out the win in the Peach State. Now, unfortunately, politics still lingers on in at least one county in Georgia as a court has ordered a redo of a primary race that's too close to call. And this race we've told you about on the Y'all Show in the past because One of the guys in this race, actually, when they had their first primary months ago, a woman came up to him that he knew there in this part of Georgia, in North Georgia, and told him, hey, I I would have voted for you, but you weren't on the ballot. (laughs) And the woman lived in an area that definitely was in the same district. And this is in Habersham County. Cornelia is the county seat of that area. And Baldwin also there in northeast Georgia. And this close race is going to have to go to another round as the current holder of the office there, Republican State Representative Dan Gassaway, is being uh, challenged big time by another Republican in this primary, Chris Irwin. I don't think there's a Democrat running or was running, so the winner of this will be the person that holds that seat in northeast Georgia. But Gassaway and Irwin, this is an election that is just 
too close to call still after all the other things that have gone on with this race in Habersham County. Election officials show that Irwin was leading by just a handful of votes out of more than 7,000 votes cast, and officials there said several provisional ballots were outstanding. And so a Superior Court judge ordered the election redone after Habersham County officials acknowledged mapping mistakes assigned some voters to the wrong House district. What is going on in Georgia? I don't want to blame this on Brian Kemp. Kemp was the leader of the entire state. He may have something to do with it, but something tells me the folks on the ground in Habersham County in Georgia just need to pay a little bit more attention to their maps and who's voting and who's not voting. And maybe one day the 28th district house seat will get decided. It's mostly Habersham County. It also includes Banks and Stevens County in the northeast corner of the Peach State. In Charlottesville, Virginia, the trial of James Alexville Jr. is currently going on. That is the man charged with ramming his car into a crowd of counter-protesters in August of 2017 in Charlottesville, Virginia, during a white nationalist rally that was met by Antifa protesters. And he actually has shown remorse during the trial. And his excuse, according to what I've read so far, is that I think he felt he was threatened. And so he took his... Dodge Challenger and was going 28 miles per hour down this really small street before it crashed into a crowd and approximately 23 miles per hour when he hit a stop Toyota Camry in front of the group and that Camry lurched forward at 17 miles per hour and unfortunately the woman was killed there in Charlottesville in 2017. More to come on this. I would not be surprised if we end up having a hung jury out of this because remember no one's really heard Fields side of the story at all and here we go with the trial and we live in a country where we have to follow what juries come up with and you've got to be totally guilty here is the guy guilty of an idiot probably shouldn't have even been there but he had a right to be there in charlottesville that is but is he a murderer that's the question that's why a jury will decide the fate of james alex fields jr A Florida cop turned off their body cam and then stole from a suspect. Can you believe this? This happened in West Palm Beach as it's been alleged that Officer Nicole Marie Palladino stole more than $1,000 from a man who was under arrest. She then turned herself in at the county jail after a warrant was issued for her arrest. Police say Palladino found a driver asleep at a wheel of the morning of back in October Another officer found $1,003 in the man's pockets, placed it in an evidence bag, and gave the bag to Palladino as evidence. But an investigator said that her body camera showed her manipulating a clear plastic bag which contained money just before video ended. And now she is in a lot of trouble. Bad cops. Bad cops. We do have bad cops. Luckily, not very many. They're, they're humans, too. And they sometimes do things they shouldn't be doing. And that could be the case in West Palm Beach. We have more headlines from throughout the region that we're getting to after the break, so don't go anywhere. The Hall Show with John Rawl will continue. Stay with us. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. 
I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. Where are you going to celebrate the giving season? Skiing on the slopes, basking on the beaches, or hunkering down at home by the tree? Well, wherever you are, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at vistaprint.com. Let me unwrap that deal again for you. That's half off every one of our holiday cards and calendars. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Whether you like a splash of festive greens or the flash of luxurious foil, and you can create a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars with memorable pictures and a few key dates you never want to forget. Got a favorite picture? We have photo gifts for any budget, like custom canvases, mugs, and more. In fact, you can even upload a photo to Vistaprint directly from your phone. How simple is that? So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. Hey guys, good news. The expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And now get your first month supply for just $5 at 4 slash happy. Hims connects you with real doctors online who can prescribe the medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. So easy. To get your first order for just 5 bucks, you need to go to 4hems.com slash happy. That's 4hems.com slash happy. See website for full details. Not all services through the Hims platform are available in all 50 states. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me... I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. I start every day with a smile on my face 
And the feel of a kiss on my lips When the world plays too rough I can find a healing touch Life's never been better than this That's what I get for loving you Heaven's right here in my hands A dream that is real And a heart that beats true That's what I get for loving you Continuing on on this Thursday edition of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, John Rawl, thank you for being with us through the break. And we start our headlines again with a little business news from throughout the region. And Toyota, which has a footprint in the south, including a plant just outside of Tupelo, Mississippi, and Blue Springs, Mississippi. Well, the U.S. chief of Toyota says car sales are close to bottoming out. As CEO of the U.S. for Toyota, Jim Lentz, told the Detroit Economic Club Wednesday that car sales fell below 30% of sales last month. And he thinks that's close to the bottom. While Fiat Chrysler, Ford, and General Motors are canceling many car models, Lentz doesn't see that happening with Toyota. Consumers are still buying more than 4 million compact, midsize, and near-luxury cars each year, he said. And he said that there's no way I'm going to walk away from that. We're always going to have a bias toward passenger cars. Nationwide, passenger car sales are on pace to be 800,000 vehicles below what they were in 2017, while truck and SUV sales will increase by the same amount. Low fuel prices, ease of entry and exit, and ample storage space have fueled an SUV sales boom that has accelerated during the past two years. Toyota's car sales are down nearly 12% through October, while truck and SUV sales are up 8%. So some car news if you're in the market. And we know from GM recently announcing that they were going to kill a model sedan that they had had for a while and that American car maker plans to shutter its Ohio plant that makes that particular model sedan. But cars in the South, and I've got one right now that's got more than its share of fair amount. In fact, I'll be honest with you. Earlier this month, my 2004 Tahoe made by Chevrolet, we made history together as that Tahoe reached the 300,000 mile mark on the odometer. And it's still going strong, and yours truly is not going to be shopping for a car anytime soon. Now, I've got some in my back pocket I'd love to have, but until that day comes where i got to spend money, <laughs> I'm going to be very happy with my almost 15-year-old car now. And it, it's, it's done a great job. If you're a Tahoe owner or you have any of those model Chevys from that time period, I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're, they're strong cars. And I put mine through a lot, and it's still going. I've had a handful of small problems through the years, but it's been a darn good car looking back. When it goes to its make maker one day, I can truthfully say that that was a good car. A chain of for-profit colleges based in Birmingham, Alabama, abruptly closed in dozens of locations across the country on Wednesday after its accrediting agency suspended approval. This happened to the Education Corp. of America, as its schools, including Virginia College, Brightwood College, Brightwood Career Institute, Ecotech Institute, and Golf Academy of America, closed in many locations. The company said back in October that it owed $46.8 million to unsecured creditors 
ask a judge to keep landlords from kicking it out of locations, but now it looks like it could be the end for Education Corp of America's schools, and I've seen billboards and such for Virginia College in many southern places, but also Brightwood College. I think I've seen that name out there. Haven't seen Golf Academy of America. Perhaps I should have gone there and improved my short game. <laughs> but uh, no, I didn't make it there. But it looks like this could be the end of the road for this Birmingham-based company. And I saw one funny tweet coming up. As South Carolina, the Gamecocks, are going to play the University of Virginia Cavaliers in a bowl game, the Belk Bowl. And someone, a smart aleck Gamecock fan, said, well, I wonder if Virginia College is going to play in the bowl game after they are going to shut down. Now, of course, wise guy, there's a difference between Virginia College, which is shutting down, and the historic and very well-respected University of Virginia in Charlottesville, Virginia, UVA, what we call that. And I have no idea how in the world Virginia College even got away with calling themselves Virginia College all these years. Surely UVA sued for copyright infringement, but they're maybe gone for good now after they've closed operations in many places. Now, another business-related item to tell you about, as Hobby Lobby, that is an Oklahoma-based company, and Hobby Lobby, which actually has successfully won in the U.S. Supreme Court with a case not long ago, they are buying a campus of a college in Shawnee, and it's St. Gregory's University. It's being sold to Hobby Lobby for $8 million, and documents filed in federal bankruptcy court this week in Oklahoma City say the sale of the more than 70-acre campus includes six buildings and other property. Hobby Lobby will then lease the campus to Oklahoma Baptist University, OBU, a private Christian college in Shawnee, for an undisclosed amount. I know Hobby Lobby is very Christian-focused, and it looks like they're going to take this purchase and essentially lease it out to another college. Eight mil is what the purchase price for St. Gregory's University in Shawnee, Oklahoma. A U.S. court won't reopen a lawsuit about Mississippi's state flag. And a appeals court is not reviving this lawsuit to that tried to block a Mississippi city from flying the state flag that includes the Confederate battle flag as a part of its canton. The Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals this week affirmed a district judge's decision that dismissed the lawsuit against the city of Ocean Springs, Mississippi. The lawsuit called the flag racially demeaning and hostile and claimed the city violated the Federal Fair Housing Act by flying the flag and sending the message that black people are unwelcome. But U.S. District Judge Louis Goriola Jr. ruled in June that plaintiffs didn't prove they suffered unequal treatment by the Ocean Springs government and a panel of three appeals court judges this week agreed. So Ocean Springs, which didn't fly the Mississippi flag for several years under a previous mayor, but after a new mayor took office in July of 2017, officials returned the state of Mississippi flag to some municipal buildings, and it is a beautiful sight. That Mississippi flag happened to see it flying in the service for George H.W. Bush on Wednesday. Did you see that when they had the camera angle going in and they had the gallery of flags there above the audience in the in the church there all the state flags and sure enough kind of hard to miss the mississippi flag which actually came to fruition in 1894 that's how long mississippi's had the same state flag which is actually one of the oldest state flags in the country now and it 
won a big vote back in 2001 to keep it. And a lot of municipalities in the state of Mississippi do not fly that flag. And many of those are actually majority white areas. They do not fly their state flag. But Ocean Springs does. And it looks like legally they're going to be green lighted to keep on trucking with their Mississippi pride. If you like the NFL, remember a few years ago, the St. Louis Rams were doing good. They won a Super Bowl, had some good years. Well, they decided to move west back to Los Angeles a couple years ago. And the Rams just settled with PSL holders. Those are the folks back in St. Louis who had permanent seat licenses. And in a decision that came out this week, a settlement, the Rams are going to pay $24 million to PSL holders in St. Louis who filed a class action lawsuit after the team moved back to L.A. The settlement notice was filed in federal court last week, but details weren't released until Wednesday. So if you had a seat there at the Edwards Jones Dome and you expected to keep seeing the Rams play and they decided to take off in 2016 after 21 seasons in St. Louis, well, at least you may get some money back for that. But I know you deep down would rather have the team playing again in St. Louis. The Rams, of course, this year, the L.A. Rams, one of the best teams, if not the best team in all of the NFL. I think they have the best record. They've only lost one game, and that was to the New Orleans Saints. And speaking of the Saints, Saints owner, and well, as well as Pelicans of the NBA owner, Gail Benson, has paid off nearly $100,000 worth of layaway orders at a New Orleans Walmart. How about that? And she decided to do this for about 400 orders at the local New Orleans store. A Saints spokesperson says that the owner made the gift on her own. She became the sole owner of both the NFL Saints and the NBA Pelicans when her husband, Tom Benson, died back in March. Gail Benson, truly in the Christmas spirit here in December and helping a lot of people in the New Orleans area by going to Walmart, as if Walmart really needed $100,000 that they may or may not have been receiving from their layaway orders. I didn't even know they had a layaway section. I still remember as a former, proud former Kmart employee back in the 1980s, that was a big thing to go put things on layaway. And I still didn't understand why people did it. But hey, if that makes you happy, good for you, layaway is still out there. And at Walmart, at least in New Orleans, still a factor. So congratulations to the Saints for having a pretty cool owner and the widow of Tom Benson, Gail Benson. Our last story of the day comes from Washington, D.C., and it's about the Cheesecake Factory, as they had a 40th anniversary promo there in the D.C. area, and it kind of kind of went weird. And as presidents and other dignitaries descended upon Northern Virginia and Washington, D.C., to say their goodbyes to President George H.W. Bush this week. Just across the Potomac in Arlington, the chain restaurant's 40th anniversary celebration was proceeding in decidedly less dignified fashion across the river. As first reported in Virginia, police were called to a local cheesecake factory in Arlington to respond to traffic complaints and even a fight in progress. When officers showed up, there was no fight to be seen but a very large crowd. A tweet was sent out from the Twitter account at Cheesecake. I like that. Simply at Cheesecake. And that's Cheesecake Factory's Twitter account. And the tweet said, Celebrate our 40th anniversary with 40,000 slices on us. On December 5th, get a free slice delivered with 
at DoorDash. No strings attached. Find out how to get yours. Offer valid on December 5th, 2018, starting at 1130 a.m. local time while supplies last. Now, DoorDash is evidently some kind of delivery service in that area. And they were it was just a melee there as unhappy crowds had formed inside because of the free cheesecake rules. They missed out on the deal. You had to go through DoorDash and just an ugly situation. Don't deny people of their free cheesecake in Arlington, Virginia, and D.C., people. Cheesecake Factory taking a black eye on this one. Still love their Twitter handle, (laughs) at Cheesecake. When we return, we've got some great Christmas festivals and Christmas events across the region that we want to tell you about, and maybe you can go ahead and pencil it in before the end of the year to get in the Christmas spirit. We'll tell you all about it right after this break. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry, cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion. It precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough, cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it at First Aid at Walgreens. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose&L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose&L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose&L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Use as directed. Where are you going to celebrate the giving season? Skiing on the slopes, basking on the beaches, or hunkering down at home by the tree? Well, wherever you are, there's no better way to say Happy Holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at vistaprint.com. Let me unwrap that deal again for you. That's half off every one of our holiday cards and calendars. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Whether you like a splash of festive greens or the flash of luxurious foil. And you can create a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars with memorable pictures. And a few key dates you never want to forget. Got a favorite picture? We have photo gifts for any budget, like custom canvases, mugs, and more. In fact, you can even upload a photo to Vistaprint directly from your phone. How simple is that? So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Today, I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, 
and the Ad Council. This is the Y'all Show, and we love our South. We love getting on the highways of the region, or getting on a plane and flying within the region, or getting on a train and going in the region. No matter what, we have some awesome places in the South. I'm John Rawl. This is the Y'all Show, where we love our South, and we have something we have here on the Y'all Show called Festive South, where we look at exciting opportunities for you to go get the kids, get the wife, or the wife or the kids come get you. And you go out and see our wonderful part of Dixie. And Southern Living Magazine recently came out with something called the South's Best Christmas Festivals. And while a chill chill may be in the air and wintry weather may be coming in, as we told you earlier this hour in parts of the South, don't forget that most Christmas celebrations go on in most places for at least a month. So thanks to Southern Living, we're going to tell you a few of these things that are going on right now that you might want to go check out, especially if you live close by in branson missouri yes branson home of country music home of terrific scenery there in the ozarks of southern missouri they have something called branson christmas and it is a wonderful lit up display that you can go and see all the way up till new year's and they have america's christmas tree city there so a lot at branson if you've been looking to go to branson for a show or two well if you go right now you'll actually get to see branson christmas underway in bardstown kentucky hey they're known for more than just kentucky bourbon bardstown's got light up bardstown going on and we want you to keep that in mind make your plans there check it out going on right now in charleston south carolina the holiday festival of lights and that starts nightly at 5 30 and downtown charleston looks like right off of marion square as this is a driving tour, you can see all kind of beautiful attractions in the low country in Charleston. In Knoxville, Tennessee, it's Christmas in the city. That goes on throughout the month of December. Lots of events going on in Knoxville as they'll have the regal celebration of lights, holidays on ice, a parade there as well, and a Christmas Lantern Express train ride also in Knoxville in East Tennessee. In Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, each Christmas season, they have the North Carolina Holiday Flotilla. In Galveston, they have Dickens on the Strand in early December each year. And in Pensacola, throughout the month of December, it's Pensacola Winterfest. And that is a really cool thing that has an Elf Parade, Reindeer Games, a Polar Express Tour, a Grinch Tour, all in Pensacola. The Pensacola Winterfest going on not until the new year, but until Right before Christmas is when that wraps up. We have in Alexandria, Virginia, a place we were just talking about. Don't go there for a cheesecake, but you can go there each December for the Scottish Christmas Walk Weekend. That sounds like a lot of fun, my matey, or whatever Scots say. (laughs) It should be fun if you're able to get right there beside the nation's capital to Alexandria. Lovely place. Thomasville, Georgia, in the middle of the month, has Victorian Christmas going on. You can come explore the amazing history of Thomasville. 
just north of Tallahassee, Florida, and you get to see Victorian-style performances and watch a Magic Lantern show all right there in Thomasville, GA. In Pigeon Forge, going on until New Year's Day, it's Smoky Mountain Christmas, and this includes Dolly's Christmas Chapel, all at Dollywood and Santa Land. You can get to meet Rudolph and his friends at an event there. And Dollywood, which claims to be one of the most cheerful places to be this time of year, and really any time of year, Smoky Mountain Christmas. And Dahlonega, Georgia, just north of Atlanta, about an hour north, north of Cumming, north of Dawsonville. It's Dahlonega's old-fashioned Christmas going on until December 23rd, 24th, somewhere in that ballpark. You can come see this lovely little village, home of the University of North Georgia, and just get to check out the beauty of a small town in the North Georgia mountains, Dahlonega, Georgia's old-fashioned Christmas. Also in Andalusia, Alabama, Christmas in Candyland going on. In Nacogdoches, Louisiana, it's the Natchitoches Christmas. And I, I know I get confused on the pronunciation. I think it's Natchitoches in Louisiana, Nacogdoches in Texas. But regardless, the one in Louisiana has a Christmas celebration going on right now. And in Colonial Williamsburg, it's a colonial Christmas going on in Virginia all the way until New Year's. Really cool for you to go see the Jamestown Settlement with a colonial Christmas. Live music, entertainment, and more at this. And our final thing is just outside of Gainesville, Georgia. Magical Nights of Lights, and that lasts until January, right after the New Year. And you get to go through seven miles of incredible holiday lights and end up at Lanier World's Holiday Village for even more Christmas festivities and fun at Lake Lanier in Georgia, just 40 minutes north of Atlanta. Great place, great easy destination, not too hilly, not too flat. And, of course, with Lake Lanier, a a nice attraction there year-round. But they had the magical nights of lights going on there at Lake Lanier Islands, Georgia, near Gainesville, near coming. I just mentioned Dahlonega as a destination to go to. Well, Lake Lanier is only about a 30-minute drive or so from there, so you can kill two birds with one stone if you're in the Georgia area or you want to go to Georgia sometime before the new year. All fun and all getting us in the Christmas spirit, y'all. Well, that will conclude our Festive South here for this week. Appreciate you tuning us in for that, and maybe you'll pencil one of these in and make an effort to go see one of these really cool things going on in our Dixieland delight, our Christmas in Dixie. In hour two of today's show, we're going to talk about SEC football. We'll have the complete lineup of bowl contests for the Southeastern Conference. Good ones, bad ones, and even one team playing for a national championship, perhaps. We'll have all that info. We'll hear from Kirby Smart, head coach of the Georgia Dogs, and his thoughts on why his team didn't get picked for the college football playoff. Also, we'll have a little bit of info on books that you can check out this time of year, maybe give to a friend, or maybe just reward yourself. Hey, you deserve a book, and we'll have our Buy the Book feature at the start of hour two. So don't go anywhere. The Y'all Show with John Rawl will continue. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion, it precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it in First Aid at CVS. 
Hey guys, good news. The expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And now get your first month supply for just $5 at 4hims.com slash happy. Hims connects you with real doctors online who can prescribe the medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. So easy. To get your first order for just 5 bucks, you need to go to 4hims.com slash happy. That's 4hims.com slash happy. See website for full details. Not all services through the Hims platform are available in all 50 states. Where are you going to celebrate the giving season? Skiing on the slopes? Basking on the beaches? Or hunkering down at home by the tree? Well, wherever you are, there's no better way to say Happy Holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Let me unwrap that deal again for you. That's half off every one of our holiday cards and calendars. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Whether you like a splash of festive greens or the flash, of luxurious foil and you can create a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars with memorable pictures and a few key dates you never want to forget got a favorite picture we have photo gifts for any budget like custom canvases mugs and more in fact you can even upload a photo to vistaprint directly from your phone how simple is that so get merry get jolly get 50 percent off all holiday cards and calendars plus save on other photo gifts at vistaprint.com just enter promo code holiday that's vistaprint.com promo code holiday GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Keeping the hits a-coming. Welcome back to Hour 2 here on this Thursday with your host, John Rawl. This is the show that's all about the South. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Our number, 803-816-1170. Text us and let us know what you think. Get it off your chest. 803-816-1170. We'd like to hear your feedback, your opinion on all things Southern. Our website, y'all.com. And we've got plenty of sports talk later this hour. The Southeastern Conference is sending a whole bunch of schools to bowl games in the next few weeks. And we've got the lineup, and yours truly, I'll weigh in on the SEC lineup for bowls in 2018 when we get to that point in a few minutes. And also, before we close shop today, we'll hear from a few of the SEC coaches. We'll hear from a couple of SEC East coaches and Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp of the South Carolina Gamecocks. Smart was a part of a teleconference earlier in the week, and we're going to hear from the Georgia coach talk about being left at the altar. I guess you could say that after his team had a heck of a performance in the SEC championship game against Alabama, but came up short. Alabama goes to the college football playoff. Georgia goes to the Sugar Bowl. Not a bad bowl and not a bad opponent. They'll be taking on Texas. And Kirby Smart's going to talk about the Texas game, but he's also going to talk about being left at the altar and should the dogs have been invited to the madness. Well, he doesn't go too overboard talking about it, but his old teammate and his fellow SEC East coach, Will Muschamp, actually discussed that when asked in a press conference this week. So we'll hear what the Gamecocks coach and Georgia alum, Will Muschamp, 
had to say about the Georgia Bulldog football team in the college football playoff. We'll have that. Plus, we'll get Muschamp's take on the Gamecocks Bowl destination, the Belk Bowl in Charlotte, as the store that's all over the South now. I remember when Belk was essentially just in the Carolinas and not even in all of the Carolinas, but certainly had a pretty good little setup there years ago. But now they've expanded in this retail store. Seems to be growing every every year, just a little bit bigger and getting to more de- destinations in the Southeast. Belk and the Belk Bowl will be coming up in the Bank of America Stadium during the holiday season. And we'll get Will Muschamp's take on that matchup and more. Plus, we're going to hear a guy who's been a coach. He's actually been a head coach of the Wichita State Shockers. Do you all remember when Wichita State had a football team? Well, they killed it 20-plus years ago. But Jimmy Wright may have been their last head football coach in Kansas. But prior to that, Jimmy had been a a coordinator for the Tennessee Vols and for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And prior to all that in his playing days, he suited up for Bear Bryant and the Texas A&M Aggies back in the 1950s. And Jimmy is a regular on our sister show for Texas A&M Aggie fans called Maroon White Report. And on this week's show, Jimmy had the amazing ability to talk about Texas A&M's bowl birth in the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, that they'll be taking on the NC State Wolfpack in, I think on New Year's Eve is when that game is. Jimmy will discuss that, but Jimmy, being the fact that he played college football in the 1950s, guess what? He was on the team that last played at the Gator Bowl for Texas A&M, and I think it was also the last time Texas A&M played a bowl game in the state of Florida. It was 1957, and the Texas A&M Aggies under coach Bear Bryant faced off against the Tennessee Vols. And Jimmy Wright was the quarterback of that A&M team, and he's going to tell us about that matchup from 1957 and his thoughts on this 2018 matchup with the Cardiac Pack out of Raleigh. And that's all ahead on today's show. Isn't that pretty neat to have that kind of connection between a guy who literally played college football in the 1950s Still very much on top of all things football and discussing his time skippering Texas A&M when Bryant was the coach there in College Station and what's going on right now with Jimbo Fisher's team as it gets ready to return to Jacksonville. Pretty neat stuff. All that is ahead on today's Y'all Show. Right now, though, before we get to SEC football talk, let's talk books. Hey, that sounds like a good idea, right? We've got the holiday right around the corner. You got to get a book for someone you love or someone you're at the office. You just need to buy something. Well, here on the Y'all Show, we have what we call Buy the Book, B-U-I the Book. And we've got a couple of Southern-themed books in the mix here that we want to pass along as ideas. Now, some of these are not quite out yet. They may be available as a Kindle purchase But the hardcover book, in most cases here, will not be available until 2019. But you can go ahead and order at places like Amazon.com and be ahead of the game. And I guess that might even be more impressive for your loved one or whoever you're buying a book for, that you're actually ahead of the game and an overachiever for their Christmas present this year. Does that sound like a good idea? Well, it sure does to me. The first book is called Bluff City, and it is by Preston Lauterbach. And Bluff City, The Secret Life of Photographer Ernest Withers. Now, this, of course, has to do with the city of Memphis, Tennessee. And who was Ernest Withers? 
Well, most Americans may not know the name, but they know his photographs. Withers took some of the most legendary images of the 1950s and the 1960s. Photos of Martin Luther King Jr. riding a newly integrated bus in Montgomery, Alabama. Emmett Till's uncle pointing an accusatory finger across the courtroom at one of his nephew's killers. And lots of protest pictures of the civil rights movements carrying a a forest of signs reading, I am a man. You probably remember that from when King was in Memphis, the I am a man signs and more. And Preston Lauderback examines the complicated political and economic forces that inform Withers' seeming betrayal of the people he photographed. Withers traversed disparate worlds from black power meetings to raucous Memphis nightclubs where Elvis brushed shoulders with B.B. King. And he had an amazing ability to capture both dramatic historic moments and intimate emotional ones. And this is really a snapshot of, of Memphis in 1950 and 1960 and those two decades. And it's got a lot of new information that readers will be able to pick up on and learn about the civil rights movement. But more than that, Memphis, let's remember the history of Memphis. Memphis is still the largest city in the state of Tennessee. But Memphis had an opportunity 40 years ago, 50 years ago, to truly kind of take over for Atlanta, what Atlanta became. Memphis had that opportunity. But Memphis was not willing, just like Birmingham, Alabama, to integrate in the way that people outside of the South wanted them to. They held on to the segregation much more than a place like Atlanta. And as a result, They were bypassed in many ways by places like Atlanta, Georgia. You could even argue Charlotte, North Carolina. Although I will say Charlotte was still fairly small up until the late 70s and 80s. It was a textile country. Textile countries where that was. and It was a big town, but Atlanta, of course, was on a whole new level. And Memphis, because of its location on the map, could have been and should have been a lot bigger deal than it than it currently is. But again, race was a major factor. But I don't want to just pick on Memphis. I know for a fact, I think it was Delta Airlines wanted to put their headquarters in the South, not in Atlanta originally, but they were going to do it in Birmingham. And Birmingham refused to essentially allow them to integrate and have all that going on at the time. And so Delta Airlines settles in Atlanta, and we know the rest. Now, good news, if you're a lover of Birmingham, if you're a lover of Memphis, those two cities have thrived. Let's not kid ourselves. They've done well from a population standpoint. They both attracted major businesses in the last 30 to 40 years. But you have to wonder what might have been. What might have been if, if, if they had maybe had a better plan. It was a major deal integration no doubt about it i mean people lost lives it had been brewing for a long time our country had essentially been segregated since its founding you could even make a case that we're still segregated in many ways and 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 we are i don't think it's a case it's true we are segregated and no better example of that is come sunday morning where we are definitely segregated but is that wrong i don't think so it's just the way way it is and Back in those days, we were segregated. That's the way it was. Was it right? No, but that's the way it was. And a lot of people just weren't going to challenge it, but some did. And we know who those people are. Many of them have streets named after them. 
But that's history. And this book, if you want to read a, a, a different read on the 1950s and 60s in the city of Memphis, nicknamed the Bluff City, check out Bluff City, The Secret Life of Photographer Ernest Withers. And it's by Preston Lauterbach. A lot of great photos from this book. Another book to check out is a novel. It's called Sugar Run, and it is by Misha Marin. And this author has one heck of a deal out. Uh, This book's coming out January 8th, another example of one not quite hitting the press yet, but still something you could go ahead and order. And Misha Marin's short stories and essays have appeared in Tin House, The Oxford American, Southern Culture, and more. And she's the recipient of the 2015 Thomas Wolfe Fiction Prize and a 2014 Elizabeth George Foundation grant. And she has an Appalachian Writing Fellowship from Lincoln Memorial University in East Tennessee. And she is the 2018-19 Keenan Visiting Writer at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. And also serves as the NEA Writing Fellow at the Beckley Federal Correctional Institution. And this book out on Algonquin Books come early January. And again, this is called Sugar Run. And a little bit about this book. In 1989, Jody McCarty is a 17-year-old when she's sentenced to life in prison. And when she's released 18 years later, she finds herself at a Greyhound bus stop, reeling from the shock of unexpected freedom, but determined to chart a better course for herself. And the book goes on from there. And it's set within the in uh, rural West Virginia mountainside. And it's a searing and gritty debut novel about making a break for another life. And it is from Mishin Marin. And her name's spelled, by the way, M-E-S-H-A. Last name is M-A-R-E-N. On Algonquin Books. And uh, that'll be out, as we said, in early January. Here's another kind of book that ties into the civil rights movement and more. It's called Hurtin' Words, Debating Family Problems in the 20th Century South, New Directions in Southern Studies. It's by Ted Owenby, who is part of the faculty of the Center of Southern Studies at the University of Mississippi in Oxford. And he is there as part of that institute that has done some yeoman's work through the decades. But uh, I would say they missed the mark on a lot of stuff. As a guy who has a degree from that university, I think they definitely hide a lot of Southern history and they over over analyze other parts of it. But uh, that's just me being a little critical. But this book out by Owen B is, uh, it, it explains when Tammy Wynette sang D-I-V-O-R-C-E, she famously said she spelled out the hurting words to spare her child, the pain of family breakup. And in this work from Ted Owen B He considers how a wide range of writers, thinkers, activists, and others define family problems in the 20th century American South. Owen B. shows that it was common for both blacks and whites to discuss family life in terms of crisis, but they reach very different conclusions about causes and solutions. In the civil rights period, many embraced an ideal of Christian brotherhood as a way of transcending divisions. Again, this book out by Ted Owen B., an intellectual writer, and it's called Hurtin' Words, Debating Family Problems in the 20th Century South. If you're looking for a good read, you might want to skip this one. But now, probably interesting book. Anything Southern we're going to be in favor of here on the Y'all Show. And O&B Books, hey, could be a good stocking stuffer. 
Next is a book out by Danny Shapiro, Inheritance, a memoir of genealogy, paternity, and love. This book comes out January 15th, but you can go ahead and order it right now. And this is from the acclaimed and beloved author of Hourglass, who now gives us a new memoir about identity, paternity, and family secrets, a real-time exploration of the staggering discovery she recently made about her father and her struggle to piece together the hidden story of her own life, and that being the life of Danny, D-A-N-I, Danny Shapiro. And what makes us who we are? What combination of memory, history, biology, experience, and that ineffable thing called the soul defines us? And it talks about how in the spring of 2016, Shapiro used a genealogy website and found more about her own history. Have y'all done that? That's becoming a very common gift at Christmas are these DNA kits. I'm scared. (laughs) I'm scared to do one. I'm scared to find out what's in that DNA. I know most of my family history, frankly, because I'm a historian, not a uh, academic historian, meaning I have a degree in history, but I've been a lover of history and I've done a lot of family research. I got lucky when I got into knowing or wanting to know more about my family, primarily my last name, Rawl, I got lucky in that there was a gentleman who was probably in his 70s at the time, possibly early 80s, who had already done all the research. He was a raw family historian, and I had a chance to meet him, and he basically gave me copies of everything he had. And I know exactly when and where we immigrated from, the ship, the King Arthur ship, as it uh, sailed from Germany to colonial America prior to the Revolutionary War, and I know the first Rawl that landed in Charleston before the Revolutionary War. His name was Johannes, J-O-H-A-N-N-E-S, last name R-A-L-L, spelled differently than how I spell it. But yeah, I know the whole history. I've even traced back to the town in Germany that the Rawls came from. I've been to Reutlingen, Germany. I've been to church, the Protestant church there, where they have a baptismal fountain that's more than 500 years old, and I've been, and, and I've actually seen and touched that baptismal fountain, probably where my ancestors worshipped. I don't have proof, but probably. And we all have similar stories, and if you go and do the research without much effort, especially thanks to computers, you also can find out an amazing story of your own. Now, I'm selfish. I, I care more about my last name than any of the other names that have popped up in my genealogy, but I know good bits about others, uh, other branches of, of my DNA and, and proud of all of them. But yeah, there's probably something in there that I'm not ultra proud of. In fact, I'll go ahead and share a, a, a secret. Now, there's a blood kin, but it's not a direct kin. But yours truly, John Rawl, a very Caucasian guy, <laughs> I'm actually kin, pretty sure, pretty sure of this, to Eartha Kitt. The singer, yes, and actress. She was on Batman. And that's because she had a white father. And I'm kin to her her father, who his name, his his first name was Kit. And his last name was the same last name that my mother had growing up, and that was her cousin. So, yeah, Eartha Kit. I know we may not look alike totally. We may not sing alike, and she's long been dead. But, yeah, that's just one example of, I'm pretty sure that we're kin. Now, I don't think we can go get Eartha Kitt's DNA and prove it, 
But that's the old family story. And sure enough, she was born about 10 miles from where my mother's hometown is. So there's, that's always been the, you know, whispered rumor. But we, we, we all have similar stories, no matter where you are in the South, of people having children sometimes out of wedlock and sometimes secretly or whatever. And that was the case here. In fact, I'm pretty sure her biological father was actually a doctor. My distant relative, that is. Uh, I, I haven't looked a lot into it. Uh, of course, th- she didn't talk about it. She she went north as a youngster and really tried to forget about her past in South Carolina as a youngster. But that's my that's my deep dark secret I'm sharing right here, all because of the book that's out by Danny Shapiro. How in the world did I get on that? If I keep this up, this will become the most listened to show in the history of radio and broadcasting. Again, the book Inheritance: A Memoir of Genealogy, Paternity, and Love. From Danny Shapiro. Okay, a couple more books to rattle off here before we get out of here and start, start talking a little SEC football with you. Nick Petrie has penned three novels in the Peter Ash series. His debut, The Drifter, won both the ITW Thriller Award and the Barry Award for Best First Novel. And he was finalist for the Edgar and the Hammett Awards. And now he's got a new book out. It's coming out January 15th on hardcover called Tear It Down, a Peter Ash Novel. And in the new Edge of Your Seat adventure from this national best-selling author, Peter Ash pursues one case and stumbles into another in the city of the blues. That would be Memphis, Tennessee. Iraq war veteran Peter Ash is restless in the home he shares with June Cassidy in Washington State. So June knows Peter needs to be on the move, so she sends him to Memphis to help her friends Wanda Wyatt, a photographer and war correspondent who's been receiving peculiar threats. And when Peter arrives in the Bluff City, he finds the situation has gone downhill fast. Someone has just driven a dump truck into Wanda's living room, but neither Wanda nor Peter can figure out why. And it goes on from there. It's got to do also with a Mississippi ex-con and his hog butcher brother looking for a valuable piece of family history that goes all the way back to the Civil War. Now that is one curveball there thrown at you by author Nick Petrie and tear it down. A Peter Ash novel. That seems like a fun read there. But maybe not quite as fun as this one from Lincoln Pierce. And Lincoln Pierce has penned several books out there for young readers. And he's got a whole series out there. His first book for Crown Books for Young Readers was called Max in the Midnights. And this comes from the creator of Big Nate, Lincoln Pierce, that is. And Max and the Midnights, Max wants to be a knight. Too bad that dream is about as likely as finding a friendly dragon, but when Max's uncle Budrick is kidnapped by the cruel King Ghastly, Max has to act, and fast. Joined by a band of brave adventurers, the Midnights, and that's with a K, Midnights, Max sets out on a thrilling quest to save Uncle Budrick and restore the realm of Bijova to its former high spirits. Again, this is from this author, Lincoln Pierce. And it's kind of an adventure, a, a children's related young reading type book from New York Times bestselling creator of the Big Nate series, Lincoln Pierce. If you've got a youngster, that could be a nice read and a nice stocking stuffer. And those are just some of the books that are coming out right around the new year, early new year. But many of these you can go ahead and order and get, get sent your way and be the envy of all when you have the press right off the hot hot like a donut right out of the gate 
the, the lamps on, hot off the press, all these great books. When we come back, we're going to be hot off the press with some SEC talk. We'll be talking about SEC teams and their bowl games, and we'll also be hearing from a couple of coaches in the Southeastern Conference. That's ahead next on The Y'all Show with John Rawl. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. Hey guys, good news. The expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And now get your first month supply for just $5 at 4hims.com slash happy. Hims connects you with real doctors online who can prescribe the medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. So easy. To get your first order for just 5 bucks, you need to go to 4hims.com slash happy. That's 4hims.com slash happy. See website for full details. Not all services through the Hims platform are available in all 50 states. sounds from the golden band from tiger land lsu tiger band there on the y'all show and yeah how about the golden band from tiger land and their repertoire and lsu football which celebrated its 125th season this year congratulations lsu on a darn good season making it to a new year's six bowl we'll tell you where they're going in a second also let's not forget before the season began the greatest LSU football player ever passed away. And I only say that because he's the only one to actually win the Heisman Trophy. Billy Cannon, and of course, all year long, the Tiger football team had his number on the back of their helmets. And there's been other indications of his greatness at LSU and, and memorials for Billy Cannon. A great one we lost back, I think, in May when Billy Cannon died. And of course, LSU football, he helped put it on the map. And it was the year, the year he won the Heisman was not the year that LSU won a national championship. I think he won it in 59, but it was 58 that LSU won a national championship. Of course, the big game against the Ole Miss Rebels in 59 is what propelled Billy Cannon to the Heisman Trophy. And LSU had a good year that year, although they lost to Tennessee and did not win a national championship in 59. And they're not going to go to a national championship in 2018 either. But more on that in a minute. But speaking of the Bayou Bengals, Devin White from LSU becomes the first Tiger linebacker to win the Buckus Award. And he's a great linebacker for Ed Orgeron. And he was informed of this on Wednesday. And in the history of this award, going back 34 years, first Bayou Bengal to win it. And he's the third straight winner from the SEC, as Roquan Smith of Georgia won it last year. And then Reuben Foster of the Alabama Crimson Tide was the winner back in 2016. Again, this goes to the best linebacker in the country. And Devin White of LSU won this award. 
And the great news for Tiger fans, hopefully he, he might consider sticking around. I don't know what his progress here is. But he's a junior, and he led the 11th-ranked Tigers with 115 total tackles, including 12 tackles for loss. He also had three sacks, five pass breakups, two forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. And what a great job by Devin White in 2018. Now, another SEC school, Kentucky, had a person finish second in the voting, and that would be Josh Allen of the Wildcats. And he was followed by Michigan's Devin Bush and Alabama's Dylan Moses and Clemson's Trey Lamar in the selections that were close but not close enough. As again, White is your Buckus Award winner for 2018. And as Coach Orgeron would tell him, go Tigers. <laughs> I love saying that. I'm sorry. I'm not picking on you, Coach O. I really am not. I'm, I'm actually proud of you. And he loves those Tigers. Now, I don't know why he didn't play football there. He played football for the Northwestern State Demons in Natchitoches, Louisiana. I don't, I don't remember if he ever even played at LSU or was recruited. I forgot the story on that, but, but yeah, he, he was a demon back in his collegiate days and then went on to be an assistant coach and a line coach on the defensive line side and ended up becoming the head coach at the university of Mississippi and was a disaster there and went back into actually spent a year being an assistant coach with the new Orleans saints. I'm thinking that might've been prior to Drew Brees getting to town. I, I can't remember. It may have been the year they went to the Super Bowl. Does Ed Orgeron have a Super Bowl ring? It, it's a somewhere in that same timeline as when he got to be down there right after his time in Oxford. But Ed Orgeron and LSU, they're going bowling. We're going to tell you where they're going to go in just a second. But first, let's look at the entire SEC slate of bowls as just about every team in the conference is heading to a bowl minus Arkansas minus Tennessee, and minus the Mississippi Land Sharks. What is that, 11 teams heading to the bowls? Yeah, I think that's right. And here they are. And SEC action in bowl games begins on Thursday, December 27th. You, you have Christmas on the 25th. You have a good time. You sleep in late on the day after Christmas, and that would be a Wednesday this year. Most of you aren't having to work. And you, you tell your loved ones, some of them goodbye, the ones that aren't going to stick around. And then you, you come to Thursday, December 27th, when it's just you again. And lo and behold, from NRG Stadium in Houston, you got the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, Baylor Bears versus the Vanderbilt Commodores. Vanderbilt becoming bowl eligible when they got that last win of the year against Tennessee at Vanderbilt Stadium. And Tennessee's one of those three teams sitting at home, getting fat this holiday season. Vanderbilt in the Texas Bowl against the Baylor Bears. This should be a fun game. I really think this is one of the best matchups in all of bowl season. Both come in at 6-6. Six and six. Both have a lot to prove. Kyle Shermer, unbelievable job as quarterback for Vanderbilt at the end of the season. He had video game numbers in that Tennessee game. And it's going to be uh, one to watch on ESPN. That's a 9 Eastern, 8 Central kick on ESPN. Thursday, December 27th. The Bears line, that good old Baylor line, and anchor down VU. On 28th December, you've got the Auburn Tigers in the hometown of the Vanderbilt Commodores as they will be participating in the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. And they'll be taking on 
the Boilers of Purdue. That's a 12.30 Nashville time kick from Nissan Stadium. Auburn and Purdue, I don't really have much to say about this one. If you're an Auburn fan, you're probably pretty disappointed with the way the season worked out this year. Stidham's already said he's going to skip town next year. He's expected to play in this game, from what I understand, the quarterback for Auburn. Purdue ended up having a decent season after a horrendous start. Even got a win over Ohio State, as we all know. But in the end, this is a forgettable game. For Auburn, win or lose, forgettable. And you're not going to brag about beating Purdue in a bowl game. And if you lose to Purdue, you're going to want to forget that as soon as possible. Now, moving on to the 29th of December, you got a whole host of games, one of which is a big one. The other two are worth watching, but not necessarily quite as big. The two not quite as big games, actually one is a top 10 matchup in a New Year's Six Bowl. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl on the 29th of December features the Florida Gators against the number seven Michigan Wolverines from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. That ought to be fun. Harbaugh and Dan Mullen going up against each other. Also on that date, from Belk, from the Belk Bowl at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, it's the South Carolina Gamecocks, who were once members of the Atlantic Coast Conference, taking on an old ACC foe in the Virginia Cavaliers. And the Hoos come in, I think, with a 6-6 six and six mark. The Gamecocks are 7-5. and five. And again, Gamecock fans will probably show up, but they're a little bit ho-hum about this one. And you feel this way after you just got beat by Clemson for the fifth straight year and you're going to a subpar bowl game that's only an hour and a half away from your campus. That's the way, that's reality. I don't think Belt Bowl officials are going to get too many Gamecock fans splurging on hotel rooms for this one. But it is a convenient bowl game. It's a 12 o'clock Charlotte time kick on Saturday, December 29th. There's another game on the 29th that I'm going to skip over for right now. We'll come back to it. Now we move to December 31st, New Year's Eve. You got two SEC teams in action that day. A matchup of old Big 12 foes and Big 8 foes, even going back to that conference, as the Missouri Tigers and the Oklahoma State Cowboys meet up at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Ought to be a high-scoring affair. Of course, Missouri's got a great quarterback tandem. And OSU, who can figure them out? Who Who can? This is a 2.45 Bluff City kickoff time, and it it should be a lot of fun. You'll get your money's worth if you show up for that one. Just be careful of Pistol Pete's pistols going off. I have never been more scared in my life than to be in the same football stadium as that mascot for Oklahoma State, and he just kind of randomly fires those pistols, and gosh, are they loud. So, warning Mizzou fans. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl. In the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, that named Gator back into the title, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl from Jacksonville, the NC State Wolfpack and the Texas A&M Aggies get together. That's a 7.30 p.m. Jacksonville time kick on ESPN. And that would be a good game right there. I'm looking forward to that ACC versus SEC matchup. On New Year's Day, the Mississippi State Bulldogs and the Iowa Hawkeyes get together in the Outback Bowl. That is a 12 Eastern, 11 Starkville time kick on New Year's Day. And the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, a New Year's Six Bowl, features the LSU Tigers, ranked number 11 in the country, against the undefeated UCF Knights. And that from State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. And that'll be a fun game. I'd love to see LSU knock UCF from their perch. Tired of hearing about them. But LSU, Coach O, you need to do that. You got to do it for conference pride. Remember last year, Auburn failed to beat the Knights. And therefore, UCF 
has some kind of claim of a national championship for 2017. Let's not make that happen again, okay, SEC? Kentucky will be taking on Penn State in an intriguing matchup, the VRBO Citrus Bowl from Camping World Stadium in Orlando. That is a 1 o'clock Eastern kick on New Year's Day. Big Blue and the people that like to wear white, Penn State. And in another New Year's Six Bowl for an SEC school, in the All-State Sugar Bowl on New Year's night, you have the Georgia Bulldogs and the Texas Longhorns. Texas comes in at number 15, Georgia number 5 in the country, just missed out on the college football playoff. And these two, who I don't remember playing in recent memory, I'm sure maybe at one point they played, but yeah, this will be a cool game to round out New Year's Day as Georgia and the Horns lock horns in the big easy. And now going back, backtracking to December 29th, that's when Oklahoma and Alabama meet in the Capital One Orange Bowl from Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. That's going to be an 8 o'clock Eastern kick on ESPN. And just before that game is when Clemson and Notre Dame play. So we'll know on the 29th of December, whether Alabama's still going to have life and move on to the college football national championship game, or will their season come to a crashing halt? And again, that national championship game will be played that first full Monday in the month of January. And we'll have plenty of analysis on that game should Alabama make it. But that's your bowl lineup for 2018 for the Southeastern Conference. And excited about most of those. Should be a lot of fun to follow. We're going to go to a break. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we've got some audio from some coaches and Jimmy Wright, former Texas A&M quarterback of the 1950s, who played in the last bowl game Texas A&M ever played in the state of Florida when they were in the Gator Bowl in 1957. We'll get that ahead after the break here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, drippy faucets folks who can fix just about anything except dry cracked hands whoa that's bad man say hello to gold bond crack skin cream more than a lotion it precisely fills soothes and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles 91 percent said cracked skin felt smoother in one day yep feeling good gold bond crack skin cream find it at first aid at walgreens when i have a cold sore I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. back here final segment of today's y'all show with john rawl our sec spotlight and we know that alabama made it to the college football playoff alongside clemson notre dame and oklahoma and who missed out who just missed out that would be the georgia bulldogs and a lot of georgia fans upset about that but realistically they lost two games and it was hard for them to squeeze in even though a lot of people would like to see them if you have your sec glasses on that is 
Kirby Smart talked about that being left at the altar as well as getting ready to take on the Texas Longhorns in the Sugar Bowl when he had a teleconference earlier in the week. Let's go in and hear the head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs right now. As far as our players and our team, um, these kids recover faster than you think they do. And um, obviously there's disappointment in in last night's uh, result, but there's also uh, the opportunity to move forward with really a young team and a chance to go in a national stage where our fans, I know, will follow us to play in a near six bowl game. Yeah, our fans have, uh, have really never let us down. They're, they're very passionate about it. They have not been to the Sugar Bowl in quite a long time. I'm not sure exactly how long, maybe 2008, I think, or so, maybe the 2008 bowl game. But I know that um, they'll follow us. They follow us all over the country, and uh, they're passionate about football. And that's one of the special things about Georgia. Um, but I, I think each one of those teams individually is different than the others. This is a much younger team than any of those Bama teams. A lot of these kids, this will be their first or second time in a big-time bowl, bowl environment, which we're still getting accustomed to that. After last year, it was a special venue and a, obviously a classic game against Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl and then to play in the national championship against Alabama was the same thing. So these guys aren't quite as experienced at that kind of bowl, bowl environment as maybe those Alabama teams that, you know, that didn't play as well as we probably should have. Um, it's definitely a challenge, but that's the challenge you're presented. I mean, that's what you're, that's what you're given. We're, we're looking at this as an opportunity to spring forward into the next year. But obviously, I, 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 I feel comfortable and understand the decision they made. Um, that's, I mean, it's a hard decision. I mean, you think about it, the committee's uh, charged with a really, really, really tough decision-making process. Um, I think every year it's going to be different. I do think eventually there's going to be a two-loss team get in. I mean, there's a lot of thought last year that had Auburn beat us, they would have been the first to do it. Now, obviously, they would have been conference champions, um, but I felt 100% that they would have gotten in had they beaten us, and that, that two-loss uh, conversation probably would have been out of the way. But the two-loss non-champion is something they've never gone to and, and, and respect their decision. Look, it's, I'm not crying over spilled milk. I, we had our opportunities in the Alabama game and, and did not finish, did not take advantage of them. I certainly think we're one of the best four teams in the country, but also know that we're not in the playoffs, and we'll have an opportunity to do that next year. The head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, Kirby Smart, from his teleconference earlier in the week, talking about his Sugar Bowl-bound Georgia Bulldogs. Well, Kirby didn't go overboard there, talking about why his team maybe should have made it into the college football playoff, but his old Georgia Bulldog football teammate of the 1990s, Will Muschamp, he didn't mind saying a few words about his alma mater when asked about whether Georgia should have been in the playoff. And here is his response from earlier in this week during a press conference in Columbia. I personally felt like that, uh, you know, Georgia is one of the four best teams in the country. You know, I don't think there's any question about that. I felt that way when we played them. They're a really good football team. And certainly their performance against Alabama, uh, you know, to me, they should have gotten in the playoff. But past that, I don't have any comment. Gamecock head football coach Will Muschamp answering the question about should Georgia have made it into the college football playoff, and he wasn't holding back. And he may have Garnet and Black running in his DNA right now, but he's also had a little red and black of UGA in there in a big dose when he suited up for Georgia in the 1990s. Well, let's hear a little bit more from Coach Muschamp as his Gamecocks are getting ready to take on Virginia in the Belk Bowl. And here's Coach Muschamp discussing that late December matchup. Well, we're really excited about going to the Belk Bowl, our first trip here at the University of South Carolina, but certainly a 
familiar with the uh, Bank of America Stadium, one of the finest venues in the National Football League. It opened up last year against NC State and a great football game with them and opened up 2019 season with the University of North Carolina. So uh, one of the, our best alumni bases there in Charlotte. We do a lot of recruiting in that area and certainly in the state of North Carolina and uh, been able to attract some really good football players here to South Carolina in our short time. Uh, uh, a lot on the line for us. Eight wins would be the only 15th time in school history and back-to-back -back eight or more wins only for only the seventh time in school history. So we've got a lot on, a lot on the line versus Virginia, Bronco, Bronco Mendenhall, I don't know personally, but I've got a lot of respect for him and the job he did at BYU and certainly how he's turned around the Virginia program. So, But how nice is it to be able to play a game so close so that fans can make it practically a home game? Well, our fan base is phenomenal, and I appreciate them, and I know they'll travel, and it's really important to us. You know, and obviously for future bowl games, they, bowl, they want, bowl sites want to see you travel. Travel. And our guys travel. We had a great crowd in Tampa uh, last year and certainly looking forward to another great crowd at Bank of America in Charlotte. South Carolina head coach Muschamp talking about the Gamecocks and the Hoos in this year's Belk Bowl from Charlotte. The Texas A&M Aggies are going to be taking on NC State New Year's Eve, and that game is going to be New Year's Eve night from TIAA Banksfield in Jacksonville. Texas A&M rides in to Jacksonville, number 19 in the country. They'll be taking on the Wolfpack of NC State. And we're going to go now to our sister show for Aggie fans called Maroon and White Report that airs each and every week on stations in the Lone Star State. Gabe Bach hosts that, and he often has a guy come in who suited up for Texas A&M back in the 1950s when Bear Bryant, who actually went by the name, let's see, Paul Bryant, not Bear, when he was in College Station. So Paul Bryant was his coach, and the Aggies made it to the 1957 Gator Bowl to take on the Tennessee Vols. And Coach Wright, who went on to coach in the SEC for both Mississippi State and Tennessee, and then went on to be a head coach at Wichita State back before they disbanded their program. He lives in College Station now. He appears on the Maroon and Wire Report, our sister show, weekly. And it's just amazing to hear a guy who played college football in the 50s be so up on his playing days and what's going on with the Aggies right now. And Gabe Bach and Coach Wright had a chance to talk about this unique matchup of A&M getting back to Jacksonville. Let's go listen in to that conversation right now. Yeah. I was actually in a uniform after <laughs> Coach Bryant gave me a scolding <laughs> back there uh, a year ago. But I was actually there and uh, prepared for it. And the uh, biggest thing that, I, that I'm going to tell you a little story about the Gator Bowl after the game after the game is played. Okay. But is this your best Gator Bowl story? This this is this is the last thing that Coach Bryant did that uh, uh, I thought was a little bit odd. This was a three nothing loss to Tennessee. This Do you remember a, it like it was yesterday? Oh heck yeah! It was just like it was yesterday. You got palm trees over there at the and, old Gator Stadium. And uh, we had a great time. We had a new offense, and he called the quarterbacks in. It was uh, Roddy Osborne who was starting. And I'd been demoted, just like Jalen Hurts had been demoted. And it would, but I didn't get demoted for play. It was because I uh, made him mad and didn't punt whenever he told me to punt. Oh, it was play. It was just a different kind of play. It was uh, it was in playing, but it was different. And I found out who the boss was too, Gabe. Right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and and it, when I start talking stories about Coach Bryant, I really liked the guy. I really liked the NM. I really liked the team. I liked the school, and I wasn't transferring or, or leaving. Mm -hmm. And anyway, we had a great time. He called in Milstead, who was a, a sophomore. 
I was a senior, Roddy senior, and he put in a new offense. An unbelievable offense that we'll get into when you got more time. <laughs> Which I I don't know why he'd put in a, you at that point. Wait a minute, I'm telling you the truth. Put in a brand new offense. He put in a brand new offense. You scored zero points. But, That's what I'm talking about. But my question is, at that point, you knew he was leaving. Oh, we like, knew he was at, leaving. It was already public at that point, he right? He called us in. Two why days, would he put a new offense in for one game knowing he was leaving? You tell me. <laughs> it's the same thing that he said in the Rice game. Jimmy, I'm not going to start you. I'm going to start Don Watson, who's never played quarterback. And we're going to keep the Rice team on the bench because they got King Hill and Frank Ryan. And we're going to make first downs. And then we're just going to keep the ball 39, 45 minutes. And we'll never have to worry. And I said, you're going to do What? <laughs> And so he started Don Watson, who never played quarterback. Right. And we never made a first down until the fourth quarter. <laughs> and that's when he puts you in. You yep. went Jalen Hurts on that those rise that's it. back in 56, yeah. right? But 56? now but now the LSU A&M game is taken over what was played 63 years ago. They're yeah. number one. All right, so Gator Bowl and facing NC State. What do you think about that draw, Jimmy? Have you uh, gotten I, a chance to look at NC State much? Oh, yeah. I, I watched a little bit of, of North Carolina State and the quarterback, Finley, who's got the same name as our new tight end coach, yep. Finley. Yep. All right. I watched a little bit of it. Clemson won 41-7. It wasn't a very good game for North Carolina State. Okay? So I didn't really watch the receivers. They, they've got a good running back. I believe his name is – Gillespie. Uh, J- what Reggie Gillespie? Yeah, Reggie Gillespie, or SPY at the mm-hmm, end. Mm-hmm. Gillespie, and he, I think he's uh, rushed for over a thousand yards, like a thousand twenty-eight, and I think he scored eighteen TDs. He's really good in that red zone, the low red, and they give it to him. Uh, eighteen touchdowns. Yeah, they they're going to throw the football now. He had over two hundred fifteen uh, fourteen carries for the season. That's about seventeen a game, Gabe. So they're going to run him. He's going to be their featured back. From our sister show for Aggie fans, Maroon and White Report, you can go to crmsports.com and get linked to that show and much, much more from college sports world across the southeast. And that was Jimmy Wright, who played for the Texas A&M Aggies back when Paul Bryant was head coach in College Station. And he's talking about his time in that 1957 game against Tennessee and how the Aggies in 2018 will be taking on the NC State Wolfpack on New Year's Eve and that is a 7.30 p.m. Jacksonville kick on ESPN. Well, that will conclude our SEC Spotlight for today. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll be right back here tomorrow with more y'all. We'll have our Friday free for y'all and rewind back to excitement from earlier in the week. And, of course, we'll have General Gridiron up here on the Friday y'all. So you don't want to miss it. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern and SEC accent. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion, it precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it in First Aid at CVS. 
Hey guys, good news. The expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And now get your first month supply for just $5 at 4hims.com slash happy. Hims connects you with real doctors online who can prescribe the medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. So easy. To get your first order for just 5 bucks, you need to go to 4hims.com slash happy. That's 4hims.com slash happy. See website for full details. Not all services through the Hims platform are available in all 50 states.